The Bucket Plan On Demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach on advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Welcome to the Bucket Plan Podcast. So as we've talked about a little bit in previous podcasts, we need to be playing offense currently in this environment. So I want to bring, with you, bring to you a strategy and, and a specific product that I've utilized for several years, probably about going on maybe 15, 15 to 17 years. Now, I'm going to introduce you, and we have a guest today, Phil Graham. Hey, Phil. Hey, Jason. I'm bringing Phil on because he is uh, of the, the people I've uh, met in the industry when it comes to implementation of strategies to, uh, to, Im- to introduce this product to your existing client base. Nobody is stronger than Phil. So we've partnered up with Phil in order to help advisors implement and introduce this product and the strategies to introduce this product to their existing client base. So when we think about the bucket plan, the now, soon, and later, this is a later bucket strategy. And so this would really fall under the area of legacy planning. Because what we're talking about, what we're going to talk about in today's podcast, is making sure that you don't leave a legacy of the clients being, or the client survivors being frustrated and concerned because they don't have the liquidity they need to take care of the final expenses when the time comes. So that's what I have Bill on here today, and I'm excited that he's going to be able to share with you. There's some fantastic tools that he's developed to help any of you who have not currently been introducing this to your existing client base. So, Phil, give me a big picture overview. Why is this important? Well, Jason, you know, when we look at that piece of the legacy plan and all the statistics show that, you know, we got trillions of dollars transferring hands over the next 25 years, statistically 66% of beneficiaries fire their parents' advisor upon inheriting wealth. So one piece is, is we want to try to make sure we control those assets as they pass to the next generation. Because if 66% of our assets started walking out the door, we can't refill that proverbial bucket fast enough. And we've researched and narrowed it down that the death claims process is a huge factor in why beneficiaries fire their parents' advisor. Obviously, another reason is they don't have a relationship with mom and dad's advisor or with you as the advisor. And so by implementing the beneficiary liquidity plan, we help build that bridge to that inheriting generation, not only by giving a positive way to meet them prior to mom or dad or to the client passing away, but more importantly, we're providing access to money in 24 to 48 hours after death, which makes the advisor the hero versus the bad guy. And Phil, one of the things is right now, if, you know, if I'm an advisor and I'm listening and I'm going to get right to the chase, because one of the reasons that you want to introduce this, because quickly, 
I, what I find is a lot of advisors are like, hey, is this worth my time? You might already a couple minutes into this podcast be like, I don't know if I want to invest the rest of this time hearing about this, right? Last, I, I don't feel like wasting my time talking about final expenses. But tell them about, let's get an idea just from a, hey, everybody deserves to be fairly compensated for their time, right? And so I want to just set the stage up front so advisors can understand the, the ROI, right, of spending your time or energy on talking to your existing client based on this. What's the ROI? Talk to me a little bit about that before we talk about what to say and ways to do it. Well, the younger the client, the, the higher the, the compensation. But let's look at an average issue age of 75. You know, that t last month, our average issue age was under 70, but let's still go with 75. Our average premium is $25,000. And that number comes from Jason, 15,000 for a funeral, $10,000 for additional expenses the family may have. So on a 75 year old, the compensation is over $2,400 for a four page app that we can do over the phone. And I love to put this into perspective, Jason, because I'm really looking at how do we survive the next four months until hopefully things somewhat normalize in our business and we can go back to the way things somewhat used to be. But 100,000 of premium a week, so that could be 10, $10,000 apps. That could be four $25,000 apps, but a hundred thousand of premium a week for the next four months is over $150,000 of revenue in four months. That's awesome. Right. You're pushing 40 grand a month, right? Of revenue, 37, five approximately. Right. Um, is what you're saying is cause you exactly. said, I'm, I'm, what was the total number over four months? Over 154,000 of revenue, yeah, yeah. assuming your clients are 75 years old and they're not younger than that. So there's no way anybody on this call isn't gonna, does, wouldn't like to see an extra 40 grand a month of revenue popping up given the fact that we just all experienced a downturn in AUM and we're, it's gonna be difficult as we've talked about getting in front of people face to face. So there's a transition virtually. So being able to go back to our existing client base. So. Question number one is answered. It's absolutely worth your time. And I can talk to you from personal experience. We've uh, utilized these products, as I said before, 15, maybe going on 17 years. And it's a good, depending on the year, you know, it's anywhere from an extra 75 to $150,000 every year of revenue to our business. So this is something you want to listen to, you want to pay attention to. This is, a, this is good timing to think and look at this. So, uh, Phil, what do you say? Let, let's say I'm on a, a phone call with one of my existing clients. What exactly, you know, tell me what you say to them. And I know you have training well, for this, and we'll talk about that. But what do you say? The question I ask everybody is, Jason, let me ask you a question. What's your plan for your beneficiaries to manage your final expenses when you pass away? And they're either going to have one or two answers, Jason. They're either going to say, well, well, Jason, we don't have a plan. Well, our good friend Ed Slot says not having a plan is actually choosing a plan. It's you choosing the worst plan. So not having a plan is not a good answer. Or they're going to say, well, Jason, we have a plan. We're good. In which case, it's imperative that you ask them, tell me about your plan. Because unfortunately, clients think they have a plan in place, but I can show you how over 90% of the time, the plan they have in place isn't going to work. 
and they don't even know it because honestly, that's not their job. They're clients. They're not financial advisors. So it's up to us to educate them on why their plan doesn't work and then how simple our solution is to put in place for them. And that's the key to starting this out. I want to repeat that. Always start by asking the question, what's your plan? So say that again in the wording you used, Bill, for what's their plan? You know, Mr. Ms. Jones, what's your plan for your beneficiaries to manage your final expenses when you pass away? Now, I don't want to add anything else. I zip my lips yep. and let them talk because they're going to tell you whatever's actually in their mind. And if we lead them, they're going to answer our leading question. So it's important that you just stop there and stare at them. And, or I guess we're not seeing them face to face. Listen <laughs> to the silence. Listen to the silence until they talk. Yeah, and honestly, ideally, you do want to be doing your meetings virtually, and that's a whole other topic. You do want them to be able to see your face. You want to see their face. And, uh, and we, have, uh, we have a lot of content coming out on that already if we release some. But um, totally get so, – so tell me real quickly, uh, Phil, who's eligible for this? Like um, age-wise, what's, what's probably the – well, I'll tell you my opinion, I think – Ideally, you really don't want to probably doing this, this for people under 60 unless they're in really poor health because there's too much opportunity cost to put that money to work for a period of time. So let's say it's over age 60. What, up to what age is this? Uh, are people eligible for this? As long as they're not triple digits. So 99 and under. And then health-wise, they could literally be – in the hospice wing of a nursing home on oxygen and qualify. And let me get this out of the way too, because this is obviously life insurance. And, but because it's not leveraged, it looks more like a tax deferred tax free savings account or CD at the bank where we're just earning a small amount of interest on their deposit. That's how we can do guaranteed issue to age 99. Yeah, that's what I love about this is it's so simplified. There really isn't health questions. I mean, like, because, I mean, any, anybody qualifies pretty much. And so it, this is not simplified underwriting. So I don't want people getting this confused for simplified underwriting. This is a late. We issue the next day, Jason. I mean, there's nothing. Yeah. Right, exactly. So I just want to clarify that. And, and really, it, this is very similar for any of you who have, uh, placed annuities, this is like selling an annuity with way less paperwork, way less paperwork. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, but it's guaranteed issue, but it's a life insurance chassis. So it's tax-free growth, which is really cool because it's tax-free growth internally because it's on a life insurance chassis. The money's held inside of technically a life insurance policy. Exactly. So Phil, um, Let's talk about this kind of the application process, right? Like how easy is it? Talk, talk about the difference from a lot of people are familiar with e-apps, right? Um, versus like, this is a tele-app. Explain how that works. Yeah. So, you know, we were obviously, Jason, you and I were heavily involved in a lot of the initial rollouts on the e-app process with Firelight and the different platforms out there. I found those to be much easier to use when the client's sitting in your office and you can kind of hold their hand on the signature authentication process.
but a lot of the conversations I've been having with advisors is they've been struggling, especially with some of their older clients when they're trying to email them or work with them remotely to complete an e-app when they can't sit in the office or in the room with the client to do it. So with our process, you can literally fill out the application by hand or on the computer in your office, in your home. The client can be in the safety of their home and we call the client. So you stay in control as the advisor. You conference them into an, an automated 800 line. They ask for your agent number. They ask for the client's phone number and it asks the client uh, for an acknowledgement question. And then they say, I agree. And then they're provided or you're provided with a signature code, which is a series of numbers and letters. And then you simply write that code everywhere a signature goes on the application. And from there, and from there you would just email the application to, to NGL at C2PAdvisory.com, just like we always do. And they'll process and even draft the bank account using that signature code. So the client never had to do anything on their own. You were able to control that entire process. It's crazy easy. Super easy. Simple. And, and, and Jason, what we tell people is, you know what? Because this is your money, Jason, and you're not buying more death benefit or more inheritance, I don't even need to see you in person, and I don't even need your physical signature. We can simply do everything over the phone because we're simply taking money you already have and moving it from your left pocket to your right pocket and making it available for your family in 24 to 48 hours after you pass away. So it's not a burden when you die. Yeah. So let's circle back to what to say, right? Cause you just kind of went back into that. So we talked about how to open it up, right? We talked about asking the question, right? Of what their plan is uh, for their beneficiaries. But after that, tell me just in, a simplified way how to explain this to the client. They obviously know what you're talking about because you asked the question, right, of, of what their plan is. Then what do you say? Walk me so, well, J well, well, Jason, you're, you're, you're obviously leaving an inheritance to your family, right? Yes. Well, I'm not going to give them any more money, and I'm not going to give them any less money. They're going to inherit the exact same amount of money whether you do a beneficiary liquidity plan or not. All we're doing is together, we're going to predetermine what dollar amount makes sense for you and your family for them to have immediate access to in 24 to 48 hours after you pass away so it's not a burden. This is not about leaving more money to your family. This is about making it easy for them on one of the most difficult days of their life, the day that you pass away, using money that you'd already earmarked for them to inherit anyways. So... Phil, why don't I do, why, this sounds like you're talking to me about a prepaid funeral. Why wouldn't I just go down to my funeral home and do a prepaid funeral? Well, why haven't you? I mean, I mean you can, but I, if you want to go down to the creek. Yeah, we just haven't got around to it, I guess. Well, the, the great thing about what we do, Jason, is you don't have to pre-select your funeral home. You don't have to go down to the funeral home and determine that we can simply determine what dollar amount that you want them to have access to. And even more importantly than that, the funeral is just one piece of what your family is going to have to deal with when you pass away, because there's going to be travel costs, hotel, airline tickets, celebration of life. There's going to be bills to be paid, possibly property tax or other taxes that need to be paid. They might need to get the house ready for sale. And there, 
I mean, I have a whole list of stuff I'll, I share in my advanced training, but the funeral is just part of it. And that's right. what people really need to understand because even if somebody's prepaid for their funeral, I'm still putting a beneficiary liquidity plan in place. It's just going to be for a slightly less dollar amount. Their family still needs money. So, Phil, I, I have some money in the bank, right? For those of us who have bucket plans in place, maybe, you know, I have, you know, I have some money in my now bucket already earmarked. You know, for the I have plenty of liquidity in my in now bucket in the bank. I got a CD set up, twenty five grand, and it's there for for when the time comes. So I don't understand what's the benefit of doing this versus just leaving it in the CD. Well, see, money at the bank isn't going to be immediately available for your family, even if you set it up with transfer on death. You know, TOD avoids probate, Jason, but it does not create liquidity every financial institution is still going to want a death certificate. And if you go to askafuneraldirector.com, the national average is over 10 business days uh, to get death certificates. Then you got to file a claim. Right now in Texas, they actually posted a 20 to 25 delay, day delay right on their public health website, even if you do it online. So we don't know how long it's going to take, but I can tell you the national average is, is over two weeks. Then you got to file a claim. So it's probably three to four weeks before your family gets access to that CD money. So what are they going to do for that first three to four weeks? Now, right. I'm not, not going to sit here, Jason, and tell you that your family can't figure it out. Because obviously for generations, families have figured it out, right? Right. Well, here, here's what figuring it out means. Figuring it out means that your son and daughter were standing at the funeral home trying to decide whose Amex is it going on, whether or not they're going to get reimbursed and when. Figuring it out means they're having arguments, could be causing family fractures that never heal. And I share the story all the time, Jason. You know, Prince died with a $300 million net worth, $300 million. Yep. And I ask everybody, do you, know, do you know who paid for Prince's funeral? Well, it wasn't his family, and it wasn't the state of Minnesota. It was the actor and comedian, George Lopez, gave Prince's family $20,000 to bury him and cover their travel expenses because they didn't have any money and they couldn't get to any money. Wow. That's a great story. People relate to stories. So I, I would jot that down. Guys, anybody listening, that Prince story is perfect. Everybody knows who he and is. And we can share with you the Fox News article that it came from, too. Yeah, that's perfect. That's awesome. So, Bill, do you have uh, an email template? Like, if we want to blast this out to all of our existing clients and then follow up with phone calls, right? Do you have, like, an email template created? Yeah, so we took it one step further, Jason. We actually uh, created a survey from the Family Inheritance Research Group that asks all the pertinent questions. So we have the email template on introducing the survey on behalf of your agency uh, or firm to them with a embedded link where it says click here and all your results go to your private Google Docs page that we create for you. But we ask all the questions that you would want to know. And Jason, you haven't had sold this for 15 years. You know the questions, but we ask things like, you know, have you prepaid for your funeral? I want to know that because that will change my conversation. We ask, are you leaving an inheritance? We ask your marital status. We ask, do you have any of the following? You know, an executor, will, power of attorney, living trust, irrevocable trust. And then here's some of the good questions, Jason, that I think that you'll appreciate. Is it important to you that your beneficiaries have access to money for your funeral? Yes or no? 
Is it important to you that your beneficiaries have access to money to handle your other affairs? Yes or no? On a scale of one to six, six being the most important, how important is it to you that your final expenses are not a burden to your beneficiaries? And then I actually talk about how much would you want them to have access to in 24 to 40 hours, and I give some dollar amounts. Jason, the results we get back from this are off the charts where people go, yes, I want my family to have access to money for a funeral. Yes, I want them to have access to money for my other affairs. And on a scale of one to six, six being the most important, 90 plus percent are marking six, the highest possible answer. So when I call them up and go, hey, we got your survey back, it says that you want your family to have this, you want them to have that, you don't want to be a burden, but looking at your current plan, you actually don't have any money available for them. Now, the good news is, Jason, it's super easy to fix, and more importantly, it doesn't cost you any money to put a plan in place. And then I have a virtual client presentation, so you can close it all using Zoom, RingCentral, Join.me, WebEx, whatever you're using, and then you do the telesignature, and you never even had to leave your house. Right. So, Phil, I don't know if anybody's asked you this, but, like, just right now, with what's going on in this current environment, you know, it's everybody, you know, there's a little bit of death in the air, right, for lack of better words. I mean, it's all over the Correct. media. Everybody's, like, concerned, you know, that kind of thing. And so, you know, has anybody asked you or have you had anybody like right now, given what's going on right now, what's the most tactful way to kind of broach this subject without being like, you know, the world's coming to an end. So we're calling you about getting ready for, you know, planning for your death. Right. I mean, subconscious, right. You know, it's like all of a sudden I'm, I'm hitting them up talking about this, you know, any thoughts on that? Yeah, so the, the cover letter to my email, and by the way, we have a physical mailed version also, which we're getting over a 15% return on. But the cover letter that I send out essentially says, hey, we created this survey with the Family Inheritance Research Group. It's a you know, quick and private way for us to ask some questions because we're going to use this data, and here's the wording I use. We use the data, Jason, to make sure that our clients don't have any gaps in their financial plan. So for me, I talk about this like, hey, you may have a slight gap in your financial plan that we need to talk about. Yeah, perfect. And, that, and that, is, that, that gap is we got this whole plan, but when you pass away, there's no money available. And again, I'm sure your family can just figure it out, but why would you want to make it hard if you're already leaving the money? Why wouldn't we just move a little bit of money from your left pocket to your right pocket and make sure it's available? Yep. No doubt about it. And, you know, when I'm thinking about the later bucket, too, I mean, this is something that can be everybody in their later bucket. There's there's equities and fixed income, right? Most people are primarily managed money in their later bucket. Um, that's that's the bulk of the assets, typically, because we bought the time horizon with the now and the soon. We obviously don't want to sell out of stocks when it just took a big hit right right now. But in that Correct. later bucket you have fixed income there. There is a bond portion. And so peeling off a little bit out of that bond portion to solve the problem for your beneficiaries is a no brainer right now because the bonds aren't going to be down. And so you're going to, you're not going to have to worry about selling out when the market's down because that might be, you know, a thought pattern that might be going. You just pull out of the fixed income portion. 
Um, and now the money's going to actually be there when it's needed. That's the key. It's going to be immediate. So what? break it down. How quickly? Because you talked about the importance of the liquidity, the claims paying ability. How quickly right. is it available? Do you need a death certificate? What's the process look like, Phil? Well, you only need a death certificate. Let me asterisk this. You only need a death certificate in the states of Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, and Massachusetts. It never fails. Somebody tries to call me out on that, so I, I try to address that up front. Those four states require it. And if you'd let me, Jason, I'd love to clear the air on it, exactly how we do this, because I'm sure people are like, what in the heck are you doing where you don't need a death certificate? And I wish I could sit here and tell you I was doing something super complicated and magical, but I literally took two of the most vanilla planning tools you've ever seen, Jason. We took a single premium guaranteed issue fixed whole life with a 100-year-old mutual insurance company, and we paired it with a free irrevocable trust at the insurance company. And that is why we don't need a death certificate. Yeah. So I know, I know people are always thinking, how are you doing this? And so um, that's What's how we the do it. The claim, the, they're A minus excellent uh, with AM best. And again, they're a hundred year old mutual insurance company. This is kind of their bread and butter of what they do. You know, I can, I can spend a lot of time on the claims process in the advanced training. And I know we're going to um, offer some advanced training time slots uh, as a follow-up to this. In the advanced training, I go through the application line by line and show you exactly how we pre-fill and color code it for you. We go through the whole claims process. So when a client says, well, how do I get my money or how do my family get the money? We'll show you exactly how that works. We go through all the objections and rebuttals. We go through the survey process on how you get that out to your clients, how the results come back in, and how you leverage that. Um, and so that training, I think, is an important next step, Jason, for people to do with um, through the C2P platform uh, if they want more information and to move forward. Absolutely. And that's, that's – uh... I think that's uh, that's the perfect way for us to kind of land the plane here is, um, you know, this, uh, we do have a sister company, C2P Advisory Group. Uh, it's a insurance marketing organization, and we have this uh, product. We've had it for many, we've had it since we started the company. And so we've partnered up with Phil, though, because he's the strongest subject matter expert in the industry. On, on really in these strategies, utilizing the survey, overcoming objections, what to say, all the scripts, the email templates, the training resources, everything you need, nuts to bolts, to get you up and running and creating this revenue and solving a gap in the current financial plan for most of your clients. So reach out to us. You can uh, call us on the 800 number, 888-240-1923. That's 888-240-1923. Take action now, right? You've got to play offense in this environment. You sit back and binge watch Netflix and, and sit back and just kind of fear and, you know, just uh, uh, paralyzation. You can't do that. You've got to take action. You've got to get after it. This is one of the things you can do to start creating revenue, doing what's in the best interest of your client, solving that legacy planning that final expense gap out in that later bucket. So you can go to the website, call the 800 number, um, reach out to us, and we're going to help facilitate this process, get you set up with the training, get you licensed. All you got to do is get licensed. You get licensed, all of this opens up to you, everything that we've talked about on this podcast.
Any closing comments, Phil? Yeah, I mean, I love your offensive approach. When you send out the survey, if you got licensed, we could get your custom survey same day. You send it out that night, you'll have results in the morning. It is the most remarkable thing in the, the over 22 years that I've been wholesaling insurance to generate immediate results. And our goal is to not just help you survive the next couple months, but it's to help you thrive. And I, as painful as it is to kind of start going virtual, when we come out the other end of this, your business is going to be in such a better place to grow for the next 10 to 20 years. It's going to be, it's going to be fun to see how everybody comes out the other end of this. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you so much for being on this, uh, on this podcast, Phil, and thanks for the partnership. So everybody out there, uh, stay safe, stay strong, and play offense right now. This is a big opportunity. Most of your competitors are not, and this is your opportunity to go out there and really take care of your clients and, and take advantage of the opportunity to grow your business in this uncertain environment. So we'll be talking to you on the next podcast. And uh, thanks again, everybody, for joining. Thanks, Jason. The Bucket Plan On Demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach on advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com.